Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Sat Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com, here with your post-Raw review. We've got lots of it over the next two weeks. I have already set up like over a dozen podcasts that we're doing. This is the place to be WrestleMania week. Uh, not only do we have an NXT review after that show, not only do we have an ROH uh, New Japan uh, G1 Supercard review, but a WrestleMania review, Raw after Mania, SmackDown after Mania, then that following Wednesday, we wrap it all up with the list and your boy at our new start time of 6 p.m. Eastern. But our last show at 3 p.m. Eastern will be next week where uh, me and Jimmy will kind of get you kicked off on everything. We're going to have the go-home Raw, the go-home SmackDown, all that. But but that's not it. Alex Palowski's here, by the way. Alex, sup? Sup? I was telling you off the air, I was like, you know what? WWE kind of looks down upon full-time wrestling websites, right? They don't give us interviews. That's true. So I decided to do interviews with people from Stardom, from DDT Pro, from MLW, from Ring of Honor, from New Japan, from Spring Break, from Bloodsport, from AIW, from Penis Party, Alex. Yeah, Penis Party. My God, we are we are just bringing nonstop interviews. If you want early access to all that stuff, Fightful Select is where to be. Not going to bore you with the plugs, but go to FightfulSelect.com. Check it out. There's probably something there you like. Uh, there is no website bringing you more interviews ahead of WrestleMania than FightfulWrestling.com. We're working our asses off over here. David Tease is going to be covering a lot of events. We have Andrew and Jeremy on the Newsbeat. Uh, big thanks to them for helping me out so much, but man. WrestleMania, the road to it, Alex. Just, I, I don't want to say rolls on. It trudges on. That's for damn sure. <laughs> it treads water on. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about it. We, we've got some news that, that dropped today, which we can talk about in the opening segment, but the Hart Foundation going into the Hall of Fame without Jimmy Hart. I'm cool with this. I don't think Jimmy Hart needed to be in there a second time. I don't need to hear him plug his damn bar in any way. Uh, we can listen to, to Brett be kind of bitter and 
Natalia give a really good speech, and I am cool with that. Would I have personally preferred them to, hell, if they ever go to Toronto for WrestleMania, them headline with the Hart Foundation 97? Yeah, I would have preferred that. Yeah. But um, you're not going to get any arguments from me about the Hart Foundation being in the Hall of Fame, but man, it's it's going to be a long night, Alex. Long night. Ooh, here's a good one. Before I let you actually talk about this. Please do. Ring of Honor G1, or Ring of Honor New Japan, 74 mash card pretty much. <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame, 74 people going to the Hall of Fame. Which is the longer run time? I, I think, <laughs> I don't know, man. That Jay White Okada match might be almost as long as, uh, as the DX speech. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, th- those are gonna be this. That's gonna be tough. Uh, yeah, those that 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 might be a push. If you want to push and you want a long night, you want your runtime extended. You want a lot of things extended. Maybe you're you're saddling up, or maybe somebody else is saddling up. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> for a long weekend, and you want that Hall of Fame performance, our buddies at Blue Chew are gonna help you out. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com, that's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Maybe it's time for spring break, 11.59 at night. Blue Chew. Maybe it's time for WrestleMania, getting started at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. But you want to rock it until, I don't know, 2 a.m.? Blue Chew. Not within 24 hours, only one. But it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. No waiting at the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. Right now, you use it. You're, you use the code FIGHTFUL, rather. You get that first shipment free you're gonna be spending a lot of money wrestlemania weekend probably network subscriptions maybe you're you're hammering down that great deal on fight tv with all those those shows you're not gonna spend anything on blue chew you know what else doesn't cost anything hitting them up at get blue chew on twitter letting them know you heard about them from us hot dog by the way guys we do have a few sponsor slots open on wrestlemania weekend and you know Based on the product that we have, we know how to fill a slot. <laughs> I, I just wanted to add, uh, if you want to get a really good star rating, get Blue Chew. Five stars in the Garden, six stars in the Tokyo Dome, get Blue Chew. We go out of 10 here, Alex. <laughs> and a 6.9 ain't bad. That's nope. nice. That's nice. I think I'm going to officially change my rating system. I guess I got to talk about Raw now <laughs> and let you talk a little bit, Alex. Sure. Ronda Rousey comes out this the day that it was announced. The women are headlining WrestleMania. This was smart on WWE's uh, behalf. To go ahead and get out there, get a lot of positive publicity by saying these women are making history. Why wait until the day of? Why not do exactly what they did and capitalize on it? I mean, we're talking about it right now. Right. Well, why, why not uh, come out uh, on the day of Raw, announce it, 
and then you could just splash a whole bunch of corporate media website headlines all over your screen saying, hey, aren't we awesome that we let women, we have chosen to put women on the main event? Like we, you're allowing all these other people to toot your own horn for you. I don't want to sure. be cynical, but it, it certainly feels like it was like, we're going to get a great response from this. So let's make sure and get it out there now, which is smart business on their part. But I, I, I would just, I want it to be a thing like, yeah, that absolutely. I don't, I can't imagine in this case, in this mania, anything else going on last. You've been pushing this match for months, way more than anything else. I mean, the only other one I could think possibly going on last, um, but it just doesn't make sense because it's only been going on for about a month is the Kofi Daniel Bryan match, because that's the one I think that people would be, even more than Becky, I, I dare say. Oh, I, I could have seen Vince McMahon saying, "Ha, oh, gotta get that big bastard Brock on last." Well, oh. no, I, I, I understand that from Vince's point of sure. view. But as far as like what they've been building toward, this is it, man. This, this triple threat—that's it. This is the way to go. There's really no other option. So to be able to come out there and say, "Hey, we're doing putting the women on last," and have basically the entire mainstream media lose their collective s over it make makes it makes you look pretty good so that's smart on their part uh, jack o'neill on the youtube live chat asks if seth kofi or becky have to lose which and why this is a question i've, I've been getting a lot lately by the yep. way guys if you want us to answer your questions on any show donate in the super chat doesn't matter how much uh not like two cents but hey we'll give you our two cents uh, I, I think it'd be Seth because, for one reason, you know damn well Brock's going to Saudi Arabia. He ain't yeah. turning that down. Nope, we're not turning that money down. He didn't. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Brock, Brock, Brock uh, man, there's so many terrible jokes I'm not going to make about Brock. But um, I, I, I listen. I'm. Oh God, I, I really. Wish this were not the case. Brock's winning at WrestleMania. Uh, it sucks that he is, but he totally is. Um, I'm. I think two out of the three of our favorites are going to lose. That's what I think, and that, I think that sucks. But I think that's what they're going to do, specifically to have the cathartic moment of at the end uh, of the show, uh, the one we all we all hope winning. You know, feels better by comparison because of the previous letdowns. I think that's because Vince is a sadist and he'd, he'd love, Oh, just wait, just wait until they cheer at the end. Um, I feel like that's it. And I'm, I'm, I wish I were wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I like being wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Ronda Rousey comes out. She drops the mic a series of times, which I thought was actually pretty good. She said, in regards to women main eventing, you're welcome. That's mm-hmm. good. That because that is a talking point that a That's lot fun. of her her advocates are, are are really hammering home. They're saying if not for Rousey, this wouldn't have happened. So why not play that up? I, I completely agree with her doing this. She says that she'll tap out Charlotte and Becky Lynch at the same time. Drops the light mic again, then picks it back up and says, "Oh well, oh by the way, I don't know what a beat the clock is, but it sounds like a BS gimmick." I agree with that as well. Well, it's it's certainly in this case it's a BS gimmick. Beat the clock matches are to actually determine something. They have beat the clock uh, challenges uh, to see 
who enters the chamber last or who gets the 30th entry into the Royal Rumble match or something like that. They don't have them for no good reason, which is what they had, or to build momentum 13 days away from WrestleMania. That's not a reason to ever beat the clock match. But, I mean, I understand. However, Rhonda, it's right there in the title of the match. Like, beat the clock. Be the fastest. You, you can figure this out. You used to beat women really fast in UFC all the time. You mean UFC, not WFC? Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. Well, uh, Becky Lynch comes out, says that she makes Ronda Rousey better, and nobody cared about her WWE run until the man came along. I thought that was a nice way to shoehorn in that line. Sure. The man comes along. Well played. Charlotte Flair is up next. But Ronda Rousey beats Sarah Logan via submission in a minute and a half, about 125. It's really like 123, but whatever. Sarah Logan hits the bricks, runs around the ring for about 30 seconds. The riot squad helps her out. Logan applies a submission, but Rousey hangs over the ropes of the triangle. Arm bar and a tap. This was short, harmless. It explained why it took a minute and a half. I, I like right. that, Alex. That's fine. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting way of, and we'll talk about the rest of this in the challenge, but it allows Rhonda to technically lose without ever actually losing, you know? So, so that, that helps in, you know, in in protecting her as well. Um, I thought this was, this was fine. The pairings and the order was odd. Um, Usually you see the person who has the worst time go first and then it continues through that way. Uh, I guess, Hey, good for them for shaking things up. That new that toe hold is all the wave with the women now. The one that, that Sarah Logan was doing where they, they lift yeah. it up. Notice that a lot lately. Rhea Ripley does it. They all grab yeah. the shin instead of the toe, which is a little bit odd, a technical mm-hmm. thing. I don't know if there's a reason for that beyond leverage, but I'll ask around. There are some people who, who care about that besides me, at least two people. Riot, Ruby Riot did not lose to Charlotte Flair. I liked this. Um, Riot countered like everything of Charlotte's right mm-hmm. out of the gate until Charlotte applied a figure eight, and then Ruby Riot just toughed it out. She knew that she didn't have to win; she just mm-hmm. had to survive, and I'm glad that she did. Yeah. Quite frankly, don't give a damn about Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan right now. This no. is about making these other three women, the WrestleMania headliners, strong. Yeah. But if you can keep Ruby Riot a little bit strong, that helps too. Yeah, I, I like that she lasted. I thought they were going to give us the visual tap out like a second late, you know, that that Charlotte doesn't beat uh, Ronda, but we get to see that she would have. Um, I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, that was good. I, I like that, you know, Charlotte is visibly pissed. Um, uh, yeah, this is this is all according to form. This makes sense. It allows all these people to be who they are continuing for another week. Becky Lynch up next beats Liv Morgan in one eighteen. Charlotte booted uh, Becky as soon as she hits the ring and Liv Morgan jumped all over Becky, but Lynch fought back with some tough strikes, got sitting to the turnbuckle, but rolled up Liv for the win. Some people, I mean, they were like, Oh, why couldn't Becky just beat her? A uh, pinfall is beating her. That's yes. The point of, it's not like a, a sneaky win because you roll somebody up. You pin somebody's shoulders to the mat. I've never, I've never heard of a submission only beat the clock challenge. Although it'd be good. 
why not do that? That'd be interesting. Like you actually have to make your opponent tap out with these three, especially perfect. They actually (laughs) might have, and could have, should have done it, but they did not. And therefore a win is a win is a win. Yeah, we'll take it. This was harmless. It was a good way to open up the show to further the WrestleMania angle to make all three women look good in that regard. And Ruby Riot didn't get hurt at all. We saw these vignettes all throughout the night of Elias singing in New York. There are a few more. He gets tipped poorly. He has all of his shit stolen and uh, scolds a guy who approaches him and starts singing. What do you think of these? I mean, it furthers what he'll be doing, which is not wrestling, quote unquote. Yes. No, he will not be wrestling. Uh, he's the quote unquote musical headliner. Um, I, I did think it was funny that he was in Manhattan and this is taking place not in Manhattan. Like WrestleMania is, is very far from Manhattan, uh, which is okay. I understand it's, you know, WrestleMania in New York, but it's not. So I understand that they're going to be lying to people from other countries who are watching this all over the world, thinking that New Jersey is New York. It's near New York, but it's not New York. (laughs) Alistair Black and Ricochet defeated the Revival. You've seen this match before, before before the commercial break. There was nothing special to this match before the break. And that being said, we're talking like Ricochet doing a big moonsault and there's a Meteora to the outside and Alistair Black doing his faint backflip. But I mean, we've seen this 10 times out of them already. Yeah. When we come back from the commercial, that's where it picks up. Uh, Revival did this nice double-team suplex. Ricochet fired back with a drop kick that planted Dawson and a neck breaker that I didn't, didn't get to see because of WWE Zoom. Yep. Dawson planted Black with a huge DDT. I love that the pin was broken up and not kicked out of. Yes, agreed. Uh, I, 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 like, I like strategically using that uh, there. Um, this, is, this is all good standard stuff. Um, Black and Ricochet are, are are tag team savants, apparently, even though they've been wrestling primarily as, as singles wrestlers uh, throughout their entire WWE careers. There is a nice double black mass and a 630. After the break, this was fun. This was really good. Uh, but Revival has the ring announcer still announce them as tag team champions. A nice little heel move, but... Yep. Man, champions are losing left and right on these shows. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about that a little later too. Um, it, it's a it's a weird deal. Um, I, I, at this point, I mean, you you got to think that that Ricochet and Black are going to be announced to take on the Revival in a in a Raw tag team title match on what the pre show maybe or something the night after, um, you know, uh, having been part of Takeover. It's it's uh, kind of a, like they're pulling the double duty thing. These guys are you know they they're deserving, but you know I'm getting a lot of uh, a lot of like why are these guys all over the TV and none of the people you called up from NXT three months before are even anywhere to be found? It's a weird like they've decided they decided we're calling up these guys Ricochet and Alistair Black. They're being called up as absolute top of the card stars. The other I remember when called up because when EC3 got called up, I was like, "Wow, they're bringing him up for a Mania program." Me too. No, they didn't. Well, Drew McIntyre has a Mania program. He's he's out for an answer to his challenge. Shows a video last week. Says that he exterminated Dean Ambrose. 
Roman Reigns comes out and accepts the challenge. And Drew had mentioned Reigns' daughter and wife, and that gets him attacked. But Drew hits Roman right in the penis and then hits a Claymore. It's been a while, Alex. Um, it's been, been a while. Good old ball sack shot uh, there. Furthered the storyline. Okay. Harmless. Yeah, and I mean, at some point, Ro- Roman has to uh, accept the challenge to make the match official. They did that. Uh, that qualifies as major plot development on this episode of Raw. <laughs> that it does. Uh, th- this show felt like it took forever, but there was not a lot that happened. No, it. there uh, really wasn't. There was uh, some foregone conclusion stuff that happened, but yeah. Sasha Banks versus Natalia. This is one of the highlights. I really enjoyed this. If this didn't get swallowed by a commercial break and uh, a non-finish, this would have been really, really good. I would love to see them have a longer match. What did you think of Corey Graves comparing Sasha Banks to Whitey Bulger? Bulger. It, he popped himself. That entertained me. The comparison didn't. I'm like, I get it. Boston. Ha ha. Yeah, no, haha, Boston. Uh, also, haha, uh, Corey Graves' uh, like antagonistic treatment of Sasha Banks is now verging on like psychopathy. Like, I don't, I don't like. Okay, we get it. You you don't like her. Okay, move, moving on. Uh, it just he could have said like, like the Black Mass was better than that crappy Johnny Depp film or something that, like that. There you go. If you if you if you have to have. A Whitey Bulger reference, and there's, there's a lot of. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's, uh, I don't know. It's just, a, it's a weird thing that he's got uh, uh, against Sasha Banks and has forever. At least she's consistent. Uh, I'll give him that. Uh, but yeah, that that line was like, okay, all right, moving on. Natalia finds some success with a surfboard early on. Can't lock in the sharpshooter. Sasha does a good merry-go-round. Hurricane Ron outside cracks Natalia with a knee. I love when we came back from the break, Natalia was doing the Canadian backbreaker. There aren't a lot of people that she can really do that to necessarily. Um, Well, maybe there are, but Sasha's perfect for that. She can sell the hell out of it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good move. It makes sense. It, it, it feels like a Natalia type of move. There's a nice bank statement into a sharpshooter counter. Natalia gets sent into the turnbuckle. Then Nia Jackson to Mina run in and attack everybody. But Beth Phoenix clears house, and you can tell that <laughs> Beth Phoenix is telling Tamina, follow me, kid. Punch back. <laughs> I'm the one who hasn't been wrestling for seven years. Yeah. BT dubs uh, would have picked someone else to do that glam slam to, but considering the options, probably best that it's Tamina <laughs> because I mean, that's not, that didn't mean the what, no, what you thought no. it meant. No, but listen. Couldn't do it to to Sasha Banks or Bailey because of the the scope of what happened. Right. Shane doing it to Natalia, that's her partner. But when Tamina is your best option, man, that's rough. And I would also eliminate the hesitation that she has done forever, where she holds them up, then grabs them, and then drops them. Yeah, no. No need for that. Just just do it. Just go go on with it. Um, uh, Yeah, Beth, Beth really... I mean, I don't know necessarily because we haven't really seen her in ring, uh, but um, physically, she looks great. Like, she's yeah. out there and she looks like a million Piss bucks. Piss off, Jeff Hawkins! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but she, no, she 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 looks great. Um, I, I believe it. I believe that she's in, in ring shape, 
we'll see if she actually if it is any ring rust on that shape. Yeah, uh, she looked really good. This match would have hit my recommended viewing rating if it wasn't swallowed up by that commercial and had a real finish. Natalia stayed in the ring with Beth during the Heart Foundation video. Great touch. I love that. Great touch. Um, uh, she was obviously overcome with real genuine emotion. Uh, I caught a little bit of flack months ago when I made fun of this, of what I thought was a stupid, uh, I broke your dad's sunglasses storyline because I didn't believe any of the emotion that Natalia yeah. was showing in that moment because she was acting then. She was not acting tonight. Like that was a real thing. Like getting to see her dad, her her recently departed dad's Hall of Fame video package in that ring with everybody around her cheering. That that obviously really affected her, and that was that was some real genuine tears there. And I, I got a little moved on my couch at home. Backstage, Sasha Banks frustrated right person to cut this promo to because that's sure. Sasha Banks. She's a short-tempered one. Yeah. She is the one between she and Bailey that would say, you know what? To hell with all of them. We'll take them all on. And that's what she says. Yeah. I assume this also includes the Iconics from a main roster standpoint. I, I like the theory. SmackDown yeah. team, Raw team, a team of legends, even though Natalia is still on Raw, it is a, a team from the past. Yes, N- N- Natalia's career stretches back far enough that you can say not only is it a, 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 a Raw team, SmackDown, a team of legends, a team of before, like a team that 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 you can you can say f- almost for certain if these tag title belts for women had existed in the time of Divas of Doom, they would have been multi-time champions. You know what I mean? The, the, the term time to actually allows it, you know? The term paved the way is is thrown around a lot where it, where it shouldn't be like some people will say that some random person who existed before the women's revolution paved the way as if it couldn't have existed without them. I'm not going to say that it wouldn't exist without the Divas of Doom, but I right. think that's one of the names that was thrown in there like, you know, may, maybe this can happen one day type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Jacob Noble, thank you for the super chat. Says, what happened to Gargano's main roster call-up? Tommaso Ciampa got <laughs> throw or got neck surgery, got got hurt, and it got completely derailed. This is this is uh it it appeared to me uh that they were calling up not Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. They were calling up DIY. Yeah. It certainly looked that way. They were they were they were booked uh entirely as uh, a tandem. They had that one, uh, one or two matches there um, uh, before Tomas Champa got injured. And I, I wonder. Uh, and again, I have no information about this, but it does feel as though because we know that Vince just called up the four top guys from NXT, and apparently reports said that Triple H wasn't involved in that decision. Um, if Triple H had been like, okay, Vince. Totally cool with you taking uh, Ricochet and Alistair and Alistair Black. Uh, now that Tommaso is injured in NXT, I I gotta have Johnny down there at least for a little while. So maybe not that that call up hasn't been canceled, but maybe it's just been delayed for a yeah. while, and he's not pulling double duty like Ricochet and and Alistair Black is because they don't really know when or if he's going to be pulled up, and that you need that element of doubt surrounding his match with Adam Cole, because if we all think Johnny Gargano is just getting called up the night after WrestleMania, we don't, there's no, 
drama surrounding that amazing two out of three falls match we anticipate. I can tell you there were people who should have known that didn't know that all these people were going to come up. Yeah. Uh, and they had to put together NXT TV a couple days later. Charles Haskins asks, uh, how high of a priority was the WWE title match before Kofi got involved? When was the last time Vince got involved in a mania angle? Ooh, Vince in a mania angle. Um, well, I know he was there for the, the Shane McMahon lockbox deal. Right. But it, it was not a high priority. The, the plan was Kevin Owens. That was the original plan. It got shifted, and it, it wasn't a high-priority situation. They, they think a lot of Daniel Bryan, obviously. He's making a lot of money, from what I understand, on his new deal. But it wasn't a high priority, and it's a much higher priority now. And I think that everybody involved sees that. I think Kevin Owens sees that. And Kevin yeah. Owens probably looks at things and says, you know what? I probably got another decade. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin no. Owens will have a WWE title match at WrestleMania in the future. That's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, he's also going to, I, I feel, probably have multi-time uh, reigns with that championship. Uh, uh, this is this is smart to be able to pivot to this because it means it makes that storyline surrounding uh, that match mean so much more. Uh, if if it had been a Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens match at Mania, I'd have been like, great, those two guys are going to put on a real show. And I, I, I would not have really been like, you know, ooh, the storyline surrounding that match. No, I don't. But this, this, and we'll see what they have, what happens tomorrow to, you know, keep this match uh, going since they decided to overbook the hell out of this storyline last week. But um, it, it feels like it's a real event kind of a match uh, coming up at Mania. Reminder, guys, I do at least two Q&A shows per week on FightfulSelect.com. When you subscribe, you can ask as many questions as you want. I'll answer them all. I'm going to do them back-to-back weekends, or back-to-back weeks, rather, leading up to WrestleMania, and then after WrestleMania, so you're going to get probably an extra show in there as well. We just keep adding stuff to Fightful Select. By the way, not this week, but next week's 205 Live NXT UK review from Mr. Warren Hayes will be uh, open to non-subscribers as a preview of the service. Uh, you can also check out the Division podcast, which is not on Select. It's free to everyone. From Kristen Ashley, she had Scarlett Harris, Joe Soriano, and Mr. Warren Hayes on. Another great show. Make sure you guys check that out. A moment of bliss. <laughs> Alexa takes credit for WrestleMania doing so much better. Brings out Braun Strowman and asks about Michael Shea and Colin Jost. Alex, this is precisely what you and I had anticipated, what, mm-hmm. a year and a half ago yeah. when Braun's babyface turn was first teased. And in that sense, I am pleased because we look like soothsayers. We do. We do. We do. I, I, I unapologetically enjoyed this. Uh, again, sometimes I really hate it when I'm right. Uh, uh, this... <laughs> This, this, I mean, uh, like, ah, uh, uh, this, this, this whole, the whole Braun thing has been just mismanaged. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For, for going on, like, two years now. Because, I mean, going back to, you know, him teaming with a child to win the tag titles, knowing they were going to give them up the night the next night at Mania. So what does it matter? Uh, and then uh, and then he's like, oh, let's, let's turn him heel so he can recruit Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler to fight the Shield. And whoops, that didn't go anywhere. Oh, along the way, he won the the greatest Royal Rumble in the history of ever over in Saudi Arabia. And he got this amazing Mountain Dew-colored title belt that we've never seen since. I think I mean, Vince least, sees him as his Andre. Yeah, but, but, but Andre was taken seriously at some point in his career. Yeah, like but it, I mean, he, he was a part of a lot of a lot of laughs as well. I mean, that's, that's true. I, I, he I had like the Bob Euchre thing and all yeah. that. But I mean, Braun teams with a kid, wins the greatest Royal Rumble, tears stuff up. He does a lot of things that nobody else is going to do. Yeah, we got to find uh, what animal he has a phobia of so that he can have a feud with with a guy who carries around one of those things. Man. Wonder how Andre the Giant would have reacted to the Viper, Randy Orton. Because <laughs> oh, Randy man. Orton is <laughs> snack. Uh, Colin Jost is such a great shit heel. I don't even care, man. His 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 stupid cheap heel heat is really working because I, love I it. because I, I I mean it's it's terrible. But it's working on me because there's nothing I want more on the night of WrestleMania than to see Braun shoot and murder him. So, so that totally, totally makes sense now. I'm glad. The only satisfying conclusion to the storyline is Braun taking him and like pulling like a a a Kano or or who was the guy who pulled the dude's head off? Sub Zero Fatality. Yeah, there you in, go. In, in Mortal Kombat, that's the only thing that's satisfying. Jost wants Braun to pay him back for the car he tore up and get an autograph from his favorite wrestler, Brock Lesnar. (laughs) He says that he'll teach Braun how to chew food and do his taxes. (laughs) And says that Braun is like 5'11", 180. And (laughs) Braun says, (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, you were on Instagram. And said that somebody needs to take care of this emotionally or physically. I can't wait to see all the memes of yeah. Braun going physically. Yeah. yeah. Braun uh, tells Jost to enter the battle royal. Shay agrees, but Joe says he's in it too. Alexa Bliss trolls Shay and Jost, and she's like, I can't do that. I can't put them at risk. Psych, yes, I can. I, I, I love that the friendship. Uh, between uh, Braun and Bliss has existed for 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 these past couple of years since they were teammates in the first mixed match challenge and almost decided to have a romantic relationship, but then decided no, it probably wouldn't be good for our careers to do that. Uh, that was uh, awesome. I like that that continuity continues because they were really great together. Um, 
uh, in this little in this little thing. That's fine. Um, you know, we get to have Jost and Shay in the battle royal. Um, the I, I, I'm 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 hoping we'll just see Braun like gorilla press slam both of them at the same time over the top rope onto a whole bunch of waiting superstars. And that's it. And then Braun eliminates everybody else and wins, right? That's how we're going to do this because actually maybe you can get something out of this. Charles Askins asks, what would your guys' top three WrestleMania matches comprise of? I, I don't know if you mean this year of all time or whatever, but if I had my way this year, I think that Kofi versus Daniel Bryan is perfect. That's a top one. Yeah. Um, if they could have gotten The Rock against Dave Batista. Yeah. I think that's just monumental. That is two Hollywood just giants. And I probably would have went Becky versus Ronda straight up. But if Ronda's leaving, I see why they want Charlotte in there. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Alex? Well, yeah, the the, the uh, as much as I don't, as I preferred having Charlotte uh, challenge Asuka, because we'll talk about this uh, probably tomorrow, uh, Charlotte versus Asuka is a top tier match for that championship and it it feels like the it feels like oscar championship match isn't really even not really happening i mean they're going to talk about we'll figure out what that is going to be tomorrow um but still that triple threat match is going to be something else it's going to be great uh yes and and kofi and daniel bryan uh absolutely uh is going to be a top match and then you know i i thought we were going to get a multi-man ladder match for either the intercontinental or the u.s title looks like we might not have either of those so a person was telling me that they consider the that a mess and i was like well i hope they change their mind because they should yeah i I don't know we'll talk more about it but that that ic title multi-man ladder match from a few years ago was to me like the unquestioned highlight of that of that night and it, it started the whole show off yeah i don't know man ken Cray jr says gronk retirement timing coincidence or mania it can be both yeah. but he did not retire from the national football league super bowl winning uh new england patriots to just hey i'm gonna go do wrestlemania he can do what he wants. He can do what he wants. Um, he, he, but uh, I think I think maybe this year's WrestleMania might be too too early. But that guy's definitely showing up in a WWE ring ring sooner than later. Mongo McMichael did it. Anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped over this I, earlier. Hey, I just had a great idea. You know who's the perfect guy to be his tag team partner is Matt yeah. Riddle. Those guys oh, would be God. so good together. Oh no. Bro. Oh boy. <laughs> Finn Balor defeated Jinder Mahal and Bobby Lashley to get an Intercontinental title shot, I guess. Yeah. This this existed. Uh the Balor the numbers game catches up to Balor, then Balor sends Jinder into Lashley after the commercial, flips out onto the pile, finishes Mahal. He's going to Mania. Lashley beats up Jinder and the Sings. Are we supposed to care about these matches? No, here's the deal. If we see them a hundred times, the the idea is that they they're like Finn Balor uh, has to beat Bobby and Leo together in this handicap match to get a title shot at Mania. We already saw Bobby and Leo wrestle Finn. Like that was recent. It feels like a couple weeks ago. Uh, Okay, fine. Um, 
oh, Leo can't go. So they get him uh, another partner. And his other partner is Jinder Mahal, who exists only to eat pins. That's his entire reason for existing. It's impressive that he's able to keep up that physique considering (laughs) the only thing he eats is pins. That's, That's true. That's true. So, so we knew as soon as they na- they they named uh, Jinder Mahal the, the the partner that he was getting pinned that that Finn was going to WrestleMania, and we suspected, and we would have been right that Lashley was then going to turn on on Jinder. Fine. Um, I guess this means we get a one on one Finn versus Bobby Lashley match at WrestleMania, which is going to feel like what eight out of the last ten episodes of Raw. Like it feels like we've been seeing this thing forever. I don't. That's not, that's not a mania match. It just isn't. It's it's not a mania match the way that they've done it. I mean, they, it they, could they, have they, been a fine intercontinental title. They, I mean, they, maybe it still will be a good match. They they could have done a really cool thing where they were like, um, here's 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 a, a four man field with a ladder match, a intercontinental title, fins in it, pick random other guy who's a you know mid-card contender bobby and then bobby insists that leo is also in the match to to watch his back to make sure he can break up pins and all that kind of stuff or get people off the ladder or whatever and then you get to see leo do crazy stuff off of ladders like who doesn't want to watch that i do how about this since uh october these two have had 16 televised matches no. between tags and handicaps and singles. No. 16. No, I don't I, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. 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 That happened. Jacob Noble, thank you for the super chat, says, what's up with all the teams and factions in the Hall of Fame? Your guess is as good as mine. I really think they should have spread the wealth a little bit here. Yeah. People are always like, oh, they're going to run out of people. They're not ever going to run out of people. They will never run out of people. Christian still isn't in this thing. King Kong Bundy still isn't in this thing. Did you hear what Tommy Dreamer said about why King Kong Bundy isn't in? No, I did not hear this. Because apparently King Kong Bundy left Vince McMahon a voicemail telling him to go fuck himself. Unless In in like 05, unless he was giving him the WWE title. (laughs) (laughs) Pardon my language, friends. Well, well, that's certainly a reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) That's what what Tommy Dreamer says anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, No, I I agree. And uh, I will will say, they're not going to run out of people. They may in about 15 years. Because the way they are currently booking all of their current people, it's it's slim pickings. Like, as you you wind up playing, okay, WrestleMania, let's bring back a few retired people to have another match at, at Mania where you're not actually building these people up to the point where they feel like they could be looked at as future Hall of Famers. Yeah, but I don't think they're anywhere near it, man. Uh, we're talking headliners. NWO, Triple H, The Rock, Undertaker, Vince McMahon. That's just like, bam, right there. Big Show will probably headline when he goes in. Batista will headline when he goes in. Uh, Like, there's so many people not in this Hall of Fame. So many. It's like, I I don't think they'll run out even, even at that pace because 
now with all the people that they have signed that have WWE runs too. That's true. Like a lot of them will go in based on their, their TNA accomplishments. Like in five years, we'll be talking about AJ going in the hall of fame. Yeah. The, the, well, what's great. What's, what's good about what they did with him was they can say, well, he held the title for such a long time. Oh, yeah. He's a WWE as opposed to being like, he, he was, he was great in WWE, but he was better for longer in TNA. <laughs> They won't be able to say that. They'll, they'll well, just focus on the AJ, on on WWE stuff. They right? don't even care about that anymore. Like, they have pictures from his TNA days on photo shoot now. They, as long as TNA isn't numbered or Impact isn't number two, they yeah. don't care. Yeah. Right now, all elite wrestling is who they care about. That's uh, true. They, up until last year, they cared, or up until late last year, they really cared about Ring of Honor. So, mm-hmm. eh, we'll see. Baron Corbin defeated Apollo Crews. This was a damn good match for the amount of time they had. I thought this was awesome. Apollo danced circles around Corbin. Renee Young really butchered some commentary here, said, I couldn't hear it over that perfectly drop kick and then tried to correct it. Michael Cole just cut her off and was like, wrap it up, kid. Uh, Crews got posted with authority. Cruz uh, ended up getting a frog splash, but ate an end of of day off the ropes uh, to eat the loss. The highlight of this for me was, Baron Corbin doing like an inverted Yokosuka cutter, which is like Bobby Lashley's finish. He had Apollo Crews up on his shoulder like a belly-to-back suplex, but had his left arm draped across his body, and he had a hold of the wrist and pulled it like a ripcord and mm-hmm. spun Apollo around. That move kicked ass. Yeah. Stuff like this is the type of match where I look at Baron Corbin and I say, all right, cool. He didn't bring things to a screeching halt with a half Nelson cross face. Give me this. Yeah, no, Baron Corbin. This is one of the reasons why I I I, uh, I look at him and I go, I don't need to see more of this because this is not great. What I can see in him is the potential to be something really good, especially if he would just drop this whole damn waiter gimmick. And and find a way like there was something that was so pure about about him being about that would have been there if he had been like after he had been fired saying you know what screw all you people go back to the biker thing and just be like like literally be his lone wolf there was a match years ago they made him team with the Dudley Boys when the Dudley Boys were heels in some six man tag on main event main event yeah and he would not tag in. He didn't, didn't, they were trying to dap him up. He wouldn't fist bump them. He was just at a complete lone wolf. He did not care about the Dudley boys. And when he finally got into the match, wrecked shop, then tagged his way back out and then sat on the ring steps for a while. Like that's an interesting character. Much more so than like, I used to be acting general manager and I'm making people announce it. Uh, nah, that ain't it. That ain't, that ain't it, chief. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I I don't know if it's easy to make him interesting, but I guess there are ways. Seth Rollins cuts another rah-rah promo about Brock Lesnar. This part of the promo I thought was bad. It was like like a cheesy movie where the leader is sending a legion into, into battle and all you people are here for him. But it got really good. When Paul Heyman comes out and trolls the millennial Rollins, in case you wondered who was writing Ronda Rousey's material. Yeah. And I love the the line where he said, 
You're going to ask for thoughts and prayers because you don't have a thought of what you're going to do and you don't have a prayer of beating Brock Lesnar. And CrossFit Jesus says he's not there to answer prayers or he's not there to ask for prayers. He's there to answer prayers and then drops the mic on Heyman. That was nice. A nice little touch. More placeholder horseshit because the guy isn't on the show. Yep. They they have forgotten how to intentionally tell interesting stories. This is a weird deal, man. Like you have, this is what happens when you have your, your, your top guy, your top title holder on your flagship show doesn't show up for Raw's leading up to, to WrestleMania. You have the challenger come down and say, not only am I, I'm going to beat him, but it's going to be with the help of all of you. We're going to go, we're going to burn down Suplex City. Insert trademarked catchphrase here. Like, I, I doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't care about any of this. But the thing I'm watching is going like, this does feel like a, a, a lot like Samuel L. Jackson and Deep Blue Sea. Like, telling, this is what we're all going to do. And then he just needs to get eaten by a shark. Like, um, uh, this does feel like you're kind of telegraphing the foreshadowing of, I'm going to go out there and we're all going to do it. I'm going to beat him and you're all going to beat him with me. And then we, we just gets dumped on his head a bunch by Brock and loses. And then we're like, oh, crap. Brock's going to keep this damn title until SummerSlam, isn't he? Oh, and, yeah. and, and then and then we get to be pissy about that for, what, three hours until later when we actually get to see one of our favorites win. For the love of God, if, if he's got to win the next – if he's got to win or lose, oh, if he has to win at WrestleMania, I don't even care if – they had Reigns win it the next night on Raw. I'd be stoked. I just want yeah. the, the title on the show. It's a three-hour show. Yeah. We need the stakes. Yeah. Kurt Angle uh, backstage. Thanks to Moa Joe for coming over to Raw to face him. They have taken a dump on the brand split. By the way, he's facing yep. Rey Mysterio on Raw next week. Uh, Baron Cor- and a lot of people say, oh, well, it's WrestleMania season. Makes sense. No, it has not made sense in the way that they've done it. In no way. Uh, Baron Corbin shows up and says that Kurt or the crowd cheers Kurt because uh, they feel bad for him. This is clearly Corbin reading off a script. It's painful. Whatever. Samoa Joe was amazing, though. He comes out, <laughs> references the memories between the two, and says that he forgot to bring his bouquet of flowers. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. And also so good was the callback to their TNA days when Kurt Angle showed up in TNA and immediately challenged Samoa Joe in what would be a defining feud for that company in a period where I thought they were the hottest wrestling TV show in the world. Angle headbutted Joe in the face. And what does Joe do in this farewell match? He headbutts Angle in the face. Alex, that was great continuity. Probably between these two and nobody else. Absolutely, these two guys called that shot. Uh, that the, the these guys are uh, students of the game, um, one hundred percent. And I, I, I thought that was excellent. I think Samoa Joe is so good on the mic. He just everything he say, says feels so real and extemporaneous, like it's just coming fr- off the top of his head, which is really hard to do in this era of super scripted promos. Um, I don't doubt that a lot of his stuff is scripted and that he's saying it 90% to the letter, but it doesn't sound like it. And that's, that's a really rare talent right now. Um, I, I, I thought this was fine. And I, you know, this is a, this is a good way of telling the story of like, 
Uh, Samoa Joe is a current champion and an active member of the roster who's not wrestling his last match in 13 days. Um, and he should uh, take the upper hand from Kurt Angle for most of the match. But that doesn't mean Kurt can't get a few licks in. I thought that the storytelling of this match actually fit. Kurt had a little bit better chemistry with Joe than he did. Get, well, actually, a lot better, but it still yeah. wasn't great. No, it wasn't great, but Joe hit the suicide dive. Angle connects with rolling suplexes and Olympic slam, but Joe kicks out. Angle did one of the saddest missile drop kicks I've ever seen. Yeah, it was, uh, it was that, not. No, that was not good. A missile was failure to launch is what that was. That was, woo. That was bad. Um, yeah. Joe catches Angle in a choke, but Angle rolls him up for the pin, and I'm like, why? Why is Angle retiring if he's beating everybody in storyline? I mean, it made sense when he was losing to everybody, but I'm like, man, you're you beat the U.S. champion. I, I don't, I don't get, I, I don't know if you. For whatever issue they're furthering with with Angle and and Baron Corbin, I don't think that Angle's got to beat everybody. I get that he wants to do this tour though, and you don't want to beat him to death on the way right. to that. It's a, it's catch twenty two. I thought they were gonna have Joe get DQ'd to save him from from losing, and also you know Angle wins the match, but he doesn't get a he doesn't actually get a victory over over a, a current champion. Um, I thought they were going to do that and protect the title in some way that's not even, again, on this brand. Um, Samoa Joe is fantastic. I really think he's great. But he loses non-title matches so often that Dash and Dawson should make him an honorary member of the Revival. Oh, yeah. Paul Levesque is out to cut a promo. Yes, Paul. It is Paul. Paul talking to Dave. Paul talking to Dave. Paul talk, congratulating his girls on uh, the WrestleMania main event. Uh, by the way, it is official. Sasha Banks and Bayley will defend against Nia Jax and Tamina, the Iconics, and Divas of Doom. But Triple H can't get a po- envelope out of his pocket and says, I'm doing the job for the envelope. He really struggled with his envelope. He really did. Like, listen, some some of those leather jackets they have pretty narrow inside pockets. It didn't need to be there, man. You can put it on the outside; it'll be fine. See, Alex, if we could get you to write, we could get you to do a theory on why it was so <laughs> difficult for him to get this out of his jacket. I, I think feel- it was because the envelope was too big for his pocket. I feel like maybe Dave had an assistant throw some glue on it. <laughs> Possibly. There's meddling kids. Yeah, possibly. I liked how Triple H explained the fact that Batista hadn't been back. He said, yeah, Batista's Batista says that he wants to come back all the time, says I don't return his calls. I did, and his agent recommended we move the date of WrestleMania to accommodate him. That was a smart way to apply that. I liked that. That made, that made sense to plug that hole. And Triple H makes a Spice Girls reference. Which has been the joke's been made a hundred yeah. times, but he, he stole it from uh, at least a hundred Twitter uh, posts. But that's sure. Fine. But Batista wants a career versus career match, which I honestly thought was already made. Yeah, I think they were trying to clear it up because it wasn't it wasn't explicitly told on TV. But I got it. 
I, I did too, to the point to where I updated our events section and put career versus career <laughs> match. And Andrew and Jeremy are like, when was that official? And I was like, weeks ago, right? And they go, well, no. That's the thing is it wasn't made official. Yeah. But here's the problem. Even if Dave and Trip and Paul in that, in that thing two weeks ago didn't make it explicit, all it takes is for Vince to get in Michael Cole's ear and go, it looks like it's going to be career versus career at Mania. And that's all you would have to do as opposed to having, you know, uh, Triple H come out here and do prop comedy with an envelope in his pocket. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that myself and my news team, neither of us ended up looking bad uh, <laughs> after that. I had somebody. Oh, well, I'll, I'll finish this one off. Triple H called Batista a douchebag. Ooh. I had somebody who responded to my uh, to my uh, question about Kurt Angle. Why, if he's if he's beating everyone, is he retiring? And they had the balls to say, same reason Kobe retired after scoring sixty. How dare you? Now, I will say, when you compare the performance in the ring to Kobe's last couple of seasons. Kobe shot 35% from the field. It is a three-point shooter's game. And his last three seasons, he was shooting 280 or uh, 285 combined. How dare you? Uh... But yeah, uh, I would say that I would I would compare Kurt Angle's last few matches to Kobe Bryant's last season. Shooting 35% on some of these, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I, I, I do remember him scoring 60 in his last game. I think he took like 48 shots to get there, but, you know, to each his own. He took a lot. Uh, I, I'm going to look just to make sure for, for the sake of clarity. Oh, no, Alex. He took 50 shots. <laughs> In his last game, he took 50 shots. He took 50 I, shots. I was trying to do hyperbole there. Because <laughs> I thought it was in the high 30s, and I was like, no, no, no. He went forty six from 21 from three. If My... you let me take 50 shots, for like 40. Come on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man. Backstage, Gene Ambrose uh, challenges Drew McIntyre to a last man standing match, which Drew accepts. Ambrose eats a barricade for an eight count. He gets slung into it. Back from the break, Ambrose gets a suicide dive, walks into a Glasgow kiss. Ambrose missed by a mile on a boot. Yeah. Production tried to save him, but it, it couldn't. Nope. Drew does like the 1999 Rhino Gore into the table by dragging him over and throwing him in it, throwing yeah. him into it. Hits a Claymore, gets the win. This was it's just putting over Drew ahead of Mania, and I'm okay with that. I hope Ambrose goes in the battle royal. If anything, beef up that battle royal. Why not? I mean, sure. I mean, I I, I thought they were going to do an actual uh, storyline here with like in, you know, Drew. Uh, putting Dean on the shelf early, uh, like he's not cleared, or whatever, and they could do a thing with Roman being extra pissed because because Drew was too vicious with his buddy Dean. Um, but it looked like they're it looks like they're not doing that. Um, yeah, this is fine. This is what it should be. Uh, keep Drew looking incredibly strong for Mania, uh, so that so that he's believable as an opponent for Reigns, who cannot possibly lose this match at Mania after coming back from leukemia. That was WWE Raw. 
It was. It, it was a show. It set some things up. Hey, sure. It 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 kept other things in in our minds, so that so that next next week they can keep the same things in our minds, so that the following Sunday we can watch all the things. Like there's 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 mercifully very little left to like set up for Mania. Uh, I think the tag titles are are pretty much it on uh, if if they're even being. Uh, defended at this point, we, we don't we don't know, um, but uh, but that's it. Uh, everything else we kind of we kind of know what, what the card is. So now it's just like, hey, remember these guys this weekend? They were gonna fight, and okay, yes, we know. Uh, they they've already decided that we're gonna have to watch next week. Charlotte and Becky and Ronda somehow coexist in a six woman tag match. What was this? What was the step? If one of them loses, they lose their spot at Mania. No, there is no step, is there? No, no, no. I think they they announced that if one of them loses, uh, they they cost that they lose their spot at Mania. Oh, good, <laughs> good. There needs to be stakes to some of these things, or or something like. I'll have to make sure. I had to go uh, go on the air right after this, guys. The most direct way to support us is FightfulSelect.com. We have a ton of shows over there, but we also have a ton of interviews. Quite frankly, guys. I'm relying on you all to support the Joey Ryan stuff because Google ain't gonna, not with penis party in the title. Uh, Our search engine optimization on that one is in the can, but we've got stuff from Phil Baroni talking about Bloodsport. I interviewed Joey Ryan. I have a lot of stories coming there. I'm interviewing people from Stardom. I'm interviewing people from uh, Spring Break. Literally in minutes, I'm supposed to interview Joey Janela. That guy lives up to his gimmick. I had to talk to him all day, and he's like, yeah, yeah, maybe like midnight we'll do an interview. And I was like, hey, okay, why not? So uh, we've got a ton of stuff. Uh, if you all want to help a growing site and want us to do more of that stuff, uh, support it, and we will do that. We're, we're going above and beyond. We're not just trying to aggregate. Uh, we want to give you guys lots of good content. Leave us a thumbs up. Fightful. Subscribe. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.